1: And good morning. It is Wednesday, October 24. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky G. Oliveira.
0: And I'm Japheth de Oliveira. And uh, let's uh, pray for today as well, middle of the week. And uh, Lord, I just want to thank you for today. I want to be able to uh, breathe in this moment uh, just to reflect again on this passage, Romans 13. Uh, give us uh, good insight, give us fresh insight, give us the challenge that we need to hear for our own lives, for the lives of our community, and for our for our countries, and for our church, wherever we are in the world. We ask for uh, wisdom in this, in Jesus' precious name. Amen.
1: Amen. Oh, this is exciting. We're using a new translation, or is it a paraphrase?
0: Uh, translation. It's a
1: translation. Yeah. It's called The New Testament for Everyone. That's the NTE. And I'm reading Romans 13. First subtitle, The Divine Purpose and Limited Role of Ruling Authorities. Every person must be subject to the ruling authorities. There is no authority, you see, except from God, and those that exist have been put in place by God. As a result, anyone who rebels against authorities resisting what God has set up, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers hold no terrors for people who do good, but only for people who do evil. If you want to have no fear of the ruling power, do what is good, and it will praise you. It is God's servant, you see, for you and your good. But if you do evil, be afraid." The sword it carries is no empty gesture. It is God's servant, you see, an agent of justice to bring his anger on evildoers. That is why it is necessary to submit, not only to avoid punishment, but because of conscience. That, too, is why you pay your taxes. The officials in question are God's ministers attending to this very thing. So pay each of them what is owed. Tribute to those who collect it. Revenue to those who collect it. Respect to those who should be respected. Honor the people one ought to honor. Subtitled, Love, the Law, and the Coming Day. Don't owe anything to anyone except the debt of mutual love. If you love your neighbor, you see, you have fulfilled the law. Commandments like, don't commit adultery, don't kill, don't steal, don't covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this, love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to its neighbor, so love is the fulfillment of the law. This is all the more important because you know what time it is. The hour has come for you to wake up from sleep. Our salvation, you see, is nearer now than it was when we first came to faith. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let's put off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let's behave appropriately, as in the daytime, not in wild parties and drunkenness, not in orgies and shameless immorality, not in bad temper and jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, and don't make any allowance for the flesh and its lusts.
0: Like that yeah. one? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, okay, and they're kind of same-ish this time, you know. They, are. they don't feel like they vary as much as they sometimes do. Yeah,
0: sometimes they really do. I I like this particular translation, and I, I I'm I'm enjoying both the first testament and second testament versions of this. So this is a, this is really good. All right, here's our question for today. Um, and I probably should put a little caveat in here is that uh, you you have to read the daily walk, so the question makes a little bit more sense as well. But if you go to Boulder dot church forward slash daily, inside there you'll hear that you'll read about. Uh, the seven metaphors that are used to describe God. And uh, this is found in the book of John, where he talks about how he's the bread of life, and he is the light of the world, and he's the door of, uh, for the sheep, and he's the good shepherd, and the resurrection of the life, and he is the way, the truth, and the life, and he is the true vine. So these are the seven classic I am statements they refer to. And the question was really, which metaphor speaks to you most, and how do the others complement your view of God?
1: Okay, and did you say what all of them were? Yes. Okay. Bread of life, light of the world, door of the sh- door of the sheep. Yes. Like a sheep's door. Yeah. What does that mean?
0: Like a pen, and you got the door, then.
1: Good Shepherd, resurrection, life, the way, the truth, and life, the true vine. Okay, you say, what's your favorite? Uh,
0: one? I'm I'm a big fan of number six. I'm the way, the truth, and life, oh. and I love number seven. I'm the vine. Um, but I, I love. But
1: that. what is a true vine?
0: The true vine, the yeah. vine that's actually given the source.
1: Okay, a true vine. Yeah. I like the light of the world. Yeah. Yeah. I would probably go with that.
0: Yeah. I think that's actually a really good one as well. I mean, I think they're all really great metaphors, and I think they all speak uh, to a different story, uh, different elements going on. And Christ kind of pulls them to Well, I'll tell you something, something that none
1: of them is. is oh, yeah. None of them is massively authoritarian. Oh, none yeah. of them huh. is, I am the policeman of the world for Instance, which he could uh, say, I mean, why not? You know, what's
0: interesting. I was reading uh, the other day about um,
1: I am the judge,
0: not the judge, but I was reading about the story about policemen uh, when in England, uh, like when I was a kid. And I remember policemen when I was a kid as being just like brilliant, friendly, kind of cheery. Some
1: of them are still in England, if you oh, go no, to no, the small towns are. like they in are. Cornwall, and, and
0: they are. And, and I think there's there was they had a better PR. Yes. Uh, back then, you know, when I was a kid, um, like you, I felt like you could go and approach a police officer and yeah. and and you could ask, ask them for the direction. Oh man, in London they were like fantastic, right? But um, but it's changed a lot. Uh, it's changed. It's, it's shifted a lot, and mm. uh, I think that's a, a really interesting perception that's come and an interesting reality as well that's taken place because uh, living over here now in the United States as well and, and seeing way things are here and then going back home in England seeing how things are there as well there's a lot of pressure a lot of, uh, a, lot of a lot of different things going on so yeah
1: mm. yeah just but an yeah, interesting, I'm just a side struck note by there. the fact that these are all kind of gentle and relational sort of things and none of them are authoritarian things they're all kind of helpful like the, the bread is something that nourishes you the light is something that gives you the ability to see. Yeah. The shepherd the door, who cares for you. The door allows you to go somewhere, but yeah. it doesn't force you. A door doesn't make mm-hmm. you. It just gives you the option. The resurrection, and the life. I'm um, a shepherd. Similarly, guides you. Yeah. Resurrection, life. Um, the way, the truth, and the life. And a vine. A vine just grows and supplies. takes nourish. Yeah, it supplies. So these are all yeah. nurturing. Yeah. Metaphors, it's and none of them yeah. are forceful.
0: Yeah. Really. I think a lot of people do focus on I'm the way, the truth, and life, and actually maybe focus on the truth one um and not so much the way in the life
1: and well, that has been so interesting to me lately the way that people keep banding about the truth with the big T yes like they know what that is Actually, I think every
0: letter and
1: that the, <laughs> it's a universal well I was telling you my best uh-huh. metaphor for I, th- I think there are some things it depends on what we're talking about there's some things where yes there's an absolute truth to that like, London is the capital of England. It's not Glasgow. Praise the Lord. That is a truth, right? It's oh, an Glasgow's objective nice thing. Sitting, it's not, London, It doesn't depend yeah, on how I, I feel agree. or anything. But there are other things. Like I was talking to my dad just yesterday. Uh-huh. And I said, well, this is my best thing for how the truth about the world and the human being interact. It's Is a peanut poisonous? And to me, no, of course it's not. Peanuts, peanut butter, I eat that practically every day. It's one of my favorite things. But for some people, even a whiff of a peanut would kill them. Sure. So that there's not an objective truth about a peanut whether it's good or bad it it depends on who's eating the peanut. So I think a lot of things do have something to do with the way that they interact with people that that reality can impact people differently. Or maybe,
0: or maybe the and truth. And therefore,
1: the truth quote quote about it is more complicated.
0: Or maybe the truth actually is that uh, that peanuts generally are perf- perfectly fine uh, unless you have an allergy, and that's more of a truthful statement uh, yeah but i'm saying
1: if the question was is this good or bad which often is what we break things down are the drums good or bad is are women being pastors good or bad Well, you know what i'm saying there are things where pretty
0: clear if the
1: question is good or bad they're
0: not supposed to be right
1: it depends (laughs) (coughs) i think it does depend
0: i think this is the tension actually and that's exactly it like you know um and in our church right now, uh, the fact that they're struggling so hard just to accept that the call from God goes to everybody irrespective of agenda is, is quite frankly bizarre. Well, and I'm saying wouldn't but, it be bizarre like, for
1: me to insist to a person with a peanut allergy? Peanuts are great because they're great for me. You yeah, have to eat yeah. them. They're healthy. They're yeah. tasty. The peanut butter is the best. Yeah. Why would I do that? Yeah. You know, and yet we're always trying to force our reality. Onto other people. Yes,
0: we are. Don't you think though we live kind of in a world where we're constantly being pitched ideas all the time, and somebody's trying to win us over all oh, the time. So, sure. and so, it is and kind of so there's exhausting. always like this this kind of like pull one way or the other mm-hmm. on every single subject. And so then, those who feel like, hey, this is actually, like you said a few days ago, the, the moral thing, they become like, oh, this is even. Harder. That everything
1: feels like it's a moral issue, and where everything feels like it's something you have to win oh uh, yeah, there's be... no
0: there's no living it live there's no right. ability to actually see this kind of stuff i I really you know uh, I think that listening to you describe um how none of these come across in the authority is interesting because it it for me it makes me kind of sad in the sense that I wish the authority was defined this way mm. Uh, and I wish that we, we saw authority in this way as opposed to the that authority. That it gentler. Yeah. Well,
1: see, I have a belief that human beings tend to be self-policing. That is, you get a group of people together and they will sort themselves out. The group will kind of weed out bad behavior and so forth. I don't really, you know, this kind of idea that you have to have an they, external source to come in and deal with everything. I mean, obviously. I'd like to believe that. I'm, I'm not talking mm. on a, like a international gangs and criminal mm. type stuff. I'm talking more about the, the ways that people bicker about things, like in church situation. Mm. I don't know that you need somebody to come in and say, look, this is what we're going to do, and it's my way or the highway. And you either comply or you don't. I think people can kind of figure out how to do this dance. I think we do it all the time in relationships that we have if we're willing to be respectful of other people and understand that mm. they're coming from a different perspective than we are always And that our understanding of that is incomplete.
0: See, and I think that's where the definition of authority really needs to be looked at.
1: Yeah. Right, because... What it means to be an authority. What what rights and privileges do you have as an authority? Because I think one thing I've learned about leadership is that often being the leader doesn't mean that you're the boss of everybody. No, it does not. It means that you're the servant of everybody. yeah. Um, So there's that.
0: And so I think that these phrases here are really important um, metaphors that actually help us understand the view of God, which then, and God being the authority, the ultimate authority in the universe, maybe we need to redefine our view. But, Mm. hey, our time's well past. So let me just repeat the question. Which metaphor speaks to you the most? And how do the others complement your view of God? Look after each other, live love, and we will connect tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church. Until next time, look after each other and live love.